Friday night, Adam texts me. He's like, can you upload the X-rated version of RoboCop? I want to watch it. <laughs> Such a wimpy impression of me. It's just like I've invite I've given Adam multiple invites to multiple BitTorrent websites where he can download literally every movie ever made. I don't know what you're talking about. And that's not me. It's just like you expect me to do like I just thought on- you had it. I was gonna put a movie in for you. We used to do that. We used to put movies in for each other. What movie were you gonna put in for me? The Protector, the Jackie Chan movie, The Protector. Because I thought I think you'd like it. No thanks. I don't want your. It's got Danny Aiello. I don't want your garbage file. It's a good. It's a good uh, rip, and it's got Danny Aiello in it, and I think, and it's got some good Hong Kong filming locations, and some better better Jackie Chan work than right. Okay, people say. Here's the thing: it's not about the movie. It's not about how good the movie is, or how bad the movie is, or if I'm going to watch it or not going to watch it. It's more like I have a system for downloading movies and watching movies and I don't need you mucking up the works. Okay. Okay. All right. You run a tight ship. You know what I mean? I have my own. I literally I have said a that because you're wearing that ship captain's hat. Right now. That's why I said you're, you're running, a, you run a tight ship because you look like a, a sea man. Hey man, you're crushing. You're killing today. All right, go ahead. I'm wearing a beanie. Yeah, and you're like, "Hey, you run a tight ship," and then you start giggling <laughs> uncontrollably. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. So anyway, I just thought you had it. So you expect me to get up, do like go to my computer? Okay, okay, Jesus. First of all, I assumed you were on your computer. Well, I wasn't. Well, that's a first. Let's face it. I'm vaping. Okay. It'd be cool if that was a kazoo when you put it up to your mouth. So it's just hilarious to me that someone would be like, hey, uh, can you go do something for me? Upload it to Dropbox because I'm so, such a little baby boy. I can't it was, do it myself. <laughs> it was just a thought. And I regret it, obviously, immensely. So I just called, I was like, fuck off, kill yourself. I hate yeah. you. Don't ever text me. <laughs> you just, you said, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I wanted to call you a lazy piece of shit. Like just, you might have really rip on you. It's, I thought uh, you know, it's just nice to do stuff for friends. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's why I wanted to show you the protector. Sometimes it's to nice you to make your friends do things for you. But I thought you would enjoy the uh, opportunity. If I'm, I'm not doing something for you if you ask me to. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's but not like, like hey, a nice, I need a favor. it's not like a night. Hey, hey, man, I was doing you a favor, asking for a favor. Yeah, you're welcome. I was doing you a favor by wasting your time. I was setting you up to be a good friend. I was like, oh, I know he would. I know it's important to him. I want him to feel like he's a good friend. Here's a Every, chance. Everybody out there, I want you to. Listen to Adam, because this is how burdens live their lives. They don't realize they're just a fucking burden for everybody around them. <laughs> they're just a goddamn heavy blanket. They're like the lead blanket you put on when you get your x-rays at the dentist's office. That's what Adam is. And he's like, I'm doing you a favor. I'm not giving you cancer. 
Those can be comforting, I think. Weighted blankets. I'm sure, I'm sure you love a weighted blanket. I actually have I have a weighted blanket. I don't use it right now, but I like it. It's really nice. I really miss Ryan. Some more trivia about Adam. Any like idiotic accessory you can buy with like magnets <laughs> and like bullshit in it, he'll have. He'll have like that's Ryan so much. He's like, I got a copper uh, dildo. I stick it up my ass. It like kills all the bacteria in my butthole. You should get one. Oh, it goes in your nose and it kind of kills the bacteria in your in the back of your nose. And it's not a dildo. I should have it kills your that. fucking brain. No. You stick I've a heard piece of good. copper up your nose? It's antimicrobial. Copper is antimicrobial. Correct. It kills bacteria. That's why it's better to have uh, like surfaces like knobs and stuff instead of being any other metal. It should be copper. Rails, things like that. Because it doesn't prevent spread of germs. These are things I know. So, you know, I do my research and I, I learn about these interesting new things, new technologies and stuff. And I want, you know, I want to make my life better. And I do. And you what stick copper up your nose? (laughs) No, I never, I didn't get that actually because it was too expensive. How much? I think it was like fucking 80 bucks or something. What is it like a Q-tip you stick up your nose? I know. Yeah. That's why I was like, Oh, I was trying, I was, I did for a period of time. I was trying to find where to get just like what copper, like raw copper and then i was like can i just get one that ha- that i could stick in my nose that stick fit, up your that would ass. Fit? <laughs> nose in my nose uh and it kind of just didn't ever feel like there was a good option um and so i uh just i didn't well that's boring so why don't we talk about what you did buy toe separators yeah that's right you bought those how often do you wear your toe separators <sighs> this is such a good I mean where I, I feel like you're gonna want me to cut this out but like no way this is gold this is the warm-up <laughs> for the show this is like the it's look, gonna be a lot we... though it's gonna be a little bit of a journey Just um be quick well I was look I had flat I have flat feet I was born in flat feet and <laughs> so <laughs> something funny you're like who Bill Murray would find annoying and what about Bob he'd be like this guy fucking sucks fuck away from this guy um He's like, oh, I, think I, I get like it this now. guy. I can't believe I was doing this to Dr. Leo Marvin. I, I should go apologize. Um, I was born with flat feet when I was a little. Right, right, right. We don't care. You got flat. <laughs> okay. you, we wear toe separators. You're boring. All right. Um, so I, I have that. That's pretty cool. Um, and I, my body just sucks, and I've forged it into right. something that is presentable so i gotta break the fourth wall here for the audience because they don't know adam has like body dysmorphia and like mental dysmorphia if you ever talk to him for more than five minutes there's two things he'll say i have a broken brain and i have like a bad body and he'll just like and he'll just buy these like about the brain he'll say that all all the time and he'll buy all these like chintzy products off the internet to like fix himself but yeah well if i didn't do shit oh man it'd be It'd be bad if I did. Yeah, if I what? If I didn't do what I do, I'd be in rough shape. You're a mess. Yeah. So every day is just like I'm holding it together. What I'm saying, no, I'm telling you, you haven't made any improvements. You're still the same mess. Nothing's changing. Well, what I realize as an adult is, so I wear the toe separators when I, and I also have 
because I like I do lifting weights bare uh, without shoes on. It's better for your feet. I like to do squats and stuff. Uh, so I do. So I have toe shoes, and I wear the toe separators under the toe shoes, and then I'm able to use all my foot muscles and stuff when I squat. William's hitting a, a second weed, weed pad. He's double fisting. Um, but and and then so my what I realized as an adult is I just I really needed to do strength training earlier in my life, uh, in the the right way that actually produces results. Because I'm a skinny. Well, this guy. is a hilarious story. Anyway, so the movie today we're talking about is RoboCop Two. And I've just Adam, I have gotten a little bit better. I just want to say. I feel like I'm a little bit of a RoboCop when I wear my toe shoes. That's right. You're RoboCop. All I'm right. a cyborg, we, basically. We've rebuilt you. You're stronger. <laughs> yes, yes. RoboCop, he has like Japanese sandal feet, you know? His toes are all, they're like yeah, two sections. He's got the big toe. And he's got the four on the other side. Yes. So um, did you watch the X-rated version of RoboCop? Yes, I did. I watched it after I watched, watched RoboCop 2. I've seen it before, the uh, RoboCop, of course, but I uh, uh, wanted to revisit it because I was like, damn, RoboCop 2, it, it has some pretty stupid parts, but um, I was like, really? I liked it a lot. Um, and and then I, there's parts of it that I like more than the first RoboCop. Yeah, so RoboCop 2 is pretty interesting. Like, I guess what happened is RoboCop it's kind of i guess it was a sleeper hit i mean it must have been they must have thought it was gonna be a big hit i mean it's a fucking sci-fi action movie with like amazing visual effects and stuff like it was also in the wake of terminator and it's not terminator it's not like a ripoff of terminator but i think it's another good idea that's from the success of terminator yeah but don't forget terminator is a ripoff of westworld Mm. Yoel Brenner, he's basically a Terminator. Now, here's the thing about RoboCop 2. It's like it's like the studio just ignored everything that was good about the first one and just wanted to make as much money as possible and, and just get it out as fast as possible. So, like, I remember when this movie came out, you know, we had, like, a RoboCop arcade game. There's, like, a RoboCop cartoon. Oh, yeah. NES like, Rob- game. NES game there was like RoboCop was fully licensed and he was everywhere and he was for kids even though <laughs> yeah it's an extremely violent adult series um yeah this the second one definitely feels like it's kind of for kids it feels like it's for kids but it's utterly vile <laughs> and would be like shocking for most adults i think to watch yeah, just because of violence, you mean? The, there's a 12-year-old firing a machine gun at police oh, officers. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of parents loved, loved that when they showed their kids. They... Now, here, here's the thing. I saw RoboCop 1 in the movie theater. I was four years old. Damn. And I loved it. What a lucky boy. Yeah, and uh, RoboCop 2, I believe we saw like Edward Scissorhands. And then... My brother, I think he left the movie and then he came back. He's like, yo, I'm watching RoboCop 2 in this other theater. Come on. So then we watched the last like half hour. We watched the ending of RoboCop 2 where he fights uh, the Kane robot. That's a cool part. 
And when it came out on video or like when it was on the movie channel or something, we recorded it and we watched it over and over and over again. Like RoboCop 1 and 2 were big movies for us. Makes sense. And RoboCop 3 was such a disappointment when it finally came out after years of delays because Orion Studios um, went bankrupt. Yeah. It was just PG-13. It was just like they cast some new actor. As RoboCop? Pre- yeah. Oh, Peter Weller man. was done. He didn't want to work on it anymore. He wanted to make serious stuff. and Or he just didn't... It, I mean, the script was shit. And like RoboCop 2, everybody has the same story behind the scenes where they're just like, it fucking sucked to make. This movie sucked. Why? Because they were all talented people. You know, the director, Irvin Kirshner, directed Empire Strikes Back. and Oh, nice. Yeah. He made a bunch of random ass movies that aren't very good, but even I... he was trying and Peter Weller was trying and they were like, look, we got to fix, we got to make the script better. Because we're kind of losing focus of RoboCop. We're kind of losing focus of the story. And the movie studio was like, no, it, the monster is good enough. We don't need to make it better. It's just about the spectacle and the visual right. effects. Right. And that, and reading that last night or the other night watching the movie, like really painted the whole thing differently. Because you can tell, like, it just feels like episodic or like sketches. Like, yeah, they, the little kid little league team thing yeah like things become big like a big deal and then just are forgotten especially with robocop's arc his arc is completely deranged and it's almost like a pinball in a pinball machine i feel like the beginning's really good though like i don't know it starts, I off, they in the, were it starts the off on the right foot it does the thing that i the dark knight does where like for the for a sequel um to a superhero movie where like it shows like it, it the time jump is like it, it jumps to like the perfect the most exactly like what you want to see where like the superhero is like doing his thing he's like kind of in the middle of that like and the city's like responded to him already you know what i mean like the city's getting worse and stuff but like i don't know maybe it's not as much like the dark knight in that way but like uh the city is like the I don't know the opening I just thought was really good. You see like so much of the city and how bad it's gotten, and then there's a really good RoboCop entrance, like where he's like he's back. That's what I'm talking about, like the he's back scene, like in the Dark Knight right, with the right, scarecrow right, right. and shit. Like he's established as a character. They don't need to go into his origin story. So they just give him an awesome intro, basically in the second. This is movie, pretty like Indiana common. Jones shit. This is pretty common, and like superhero comic book movies like any and cop movies it's like you start with a crime this one they start with like a series of crimes on one street yeah that was a good scene i thought just like a chain chain reaction nice um this scene is awesome this is like when the the two hookers are uh kicking the guy that guy and poking his eye out and he's like you poke my eye out you bitches it was really intense I was like, geez, they had to stay. Imagine getting stabbed in the eye with a heel, high heel. Well, that's your One fetish, our... right? Getting, having a lady in high heels stepping on your nuts. You know whose fetish it is? Frank Miller's because. Oh, nice. That's like the most Frank Miller scene in the entire movie. Like those hookers basically oh, look like 
they're out of Sin City or right. almost all his comic books. And I got to say, like, one thing that's really damaging to this franchise and I think is like a bad direction they took it is where is with the comic book sensibility. The thing I love about RoboCop 1 is that they do like, they sell cocaine. They right. don't sell it's like a fake, fake nuke. Right. And yeah, I was fake drug, sci-fi drug. So before Frank Miller was on the screenplay, they had the original writers of RoboCop and they wanted, they wanted to make it like a corporate, a bigger like satire of corporate wars. And like in the future, corporations would own everything. Yeah. Like, all, like the government, the pri- was they want to privatize this Detroit, but they were going to privatize the whole country in the future in the sequel. And then, but like, they also had a futuristic That's drug cool. called sludge or something. Hell yeah. I want to do sludge. I guess after crack, go to Bonner like, and do sludge. Just like, I mean, I don't Stage know how it's, I know a nuke is taken. I don't know how sludge is taken. It's just, it's just, it's like you, it's like putting poop in your butt. You know what I mean? Put like taking poop. It's like sludge is like poop and you put it in your butt and that's how you take sludge. Well, then I took sludge last night, dude. (laughs) Nice. Because I'm I'm always doing fecal transplants, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, that's what that is. That's a real thing, I guess. Um, no disrespect if you've had a fecal transplant. Got to get your gut healthy out there, people. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, oh, Frank Miller's definitely a hooker guy, but he loves hookers in real life. And he calls them hookers. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm gonna get a hooker. Yeah, I don't like it when people call them sex workers. It's really annoying to me. Why? It's like pandering. It's just or something. Like, I, I just like what about prostitutes. Like, yeah, I'm into prostitutes. The prostitutes, so it is. Whores, hookers, uh, <laughs> escorts. I don't um, like. Do, do I don't they like, the term like sex being worker. called sex workers, or do a lot of them think it's lame? Like you, are a lot of them like edge lord, edge lordy hookers? I'm sure there are some. That'd be cool. Well, you know, some whores have gone to college and think they're. Um, they're online and they like to say PC terms. I mean, anything that you do for, you know, a living, it's like, it's more like a verb than a noun. It's like, you're not necessarily that all the time. It's like you're whor- whoring or whatever you're hooking, you're sex working, you know, you're not that. It's not like you all the time. Tr- like, yeah, you could go to college. Drive. Some of all, we're all whores sometimes, you know, at some point. I'm not nouning, I'm verbing. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, I also wanted to say that uh, I wanted to point out about that thing I said earlier about the su- superhero introduction sort of thing that happened that, that that gets to happen in the sequels as like the, the movie opening. It in Indiana Jones, it's like similar to how he's introduced. But the interesting thing about that, I guess, well, Indiana Jones is kind of the star follows the Star Wars model where like you're in the middle of something it's not an origin story the first movie so you see it's like a hero shot of indiana jones immediately the first time you see him and he's like okay this guy's a hero like a superhero so in so so many words so yeah uh, that's an i don't know that's kind of a cool thing about indiana jones that is weird and like kind of works because it's like 
this character that's kind of based on a thing that an old serial thing that <laughs> William looks this the series of faces that you've had <laughs> while I've talked. It's been quite a ride for me. Uh, you know what I mean? Is that going how you thought it would? Is that not an interesting observation? I mean, it was a very messy way of getting there. Okay. Well, you know, you know me. I Sloppy. Keep it, keep it messy. You haven't seen Superman, have you? I mean, I don't remember. You keep forgetting Superman is the big comic book movie from the late 70s that has the most influence over the 80s. Oh, over RoboCop and shit? Yes. Uh, how's he introduced? Well, Superman 1 has an origin story. Superman 2, I believe, I'm sure he's just stopping a crime in the first scene. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like in the, the first Indiana Jones movie opens with the way the sequels to superhero movies normally do. How's that for messy? Or did I just blow your mind with a very succinct good point? Well, you know, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a lot better than almost every superhero movie ever made, so I'm not surprised. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, RoboCop 2. I liked... Uh, I, li- I thought he... Uh, I kind of liked the character more in this in the this movie i feel like it has scenes that that could have been in the first movie or like 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 what i'm trying to think about from the beginning um or like seeing his him without the helmet on like and his wife that scene with his wife he also looked really good uh as a robot, I thought more more in this one than the last one. He looked like it looked very unreal. Like his face looked kind of taped on or like attached to his body or to this like robot frame more in this one. I thought than the first one, and he moved more like a robot in this one, which I appreciated. It made the whole it made the concept of a of a RoboCop seem like more chilling and in, inhuman. Whereas in the yeah, first he, one, uh, I remember he like right, right, running right. around like a guy. Okay. <laughs> it's rambling. Uh, yeah. So they have a, like a movement expert on set, That's like cool. a Japanese guy who taught him how to um, walk like a robot. I wonder if that, if that old Japanese guy is like really good at the robot dance. Like uh, the street dance, you know, where you like move your yeah. arm and like look left and right. That was that would be awesome if the best person in the world was an old Japanese man, like Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, just doing an a, incredible robot, like on America's Got Talent. You had to teach Jay Leno how to do it. <laughs> yeah, can Jay Leno do the robot? Well, there's that one movie where they're like partners and oh i see yes i thought there was like a fact about jay leno he could do the robot really well yeah he can do the robot jay leno can do the worm that seems more (laughs) his style on the floor yeah Yeah, totally lopping bumping up and down um that is that's kind of uh here we go (laughs) never never mind never mind i was gonna say something about jay leno but i feel like about my, <laughs> I was just gonna say that like Jay Leno seems like his nickname would be the worm. 
That's that's what I was gonna say, and then I was like, "Is anybody gonna understand what I'm Fuck yeah, talking dude. about if I say that?" He stole that show from Letterman. I'm still pretty peeved. Yeah, he has a wormy quality about him. Don't even get me started on the late night wars of 1993, man. Ryan told me that uh, Pauly Shore's nickname, you know, him being the Weasel. The yeah, Weasel. That's what they used to call him at the comedy store because they didn't like him. How do you know that? Because Did Ryan it's a, tell you. It's a common story that everybody knows. Oh. Man, Ryan's great. I wish Ryan was here right now. Don't you? I saw Polly Shore at um, Sunset Junction one day. And nice. he got out of like a Jeep. How do you look? And I, and I was like, who's this asshole like getting out of his Jeep? And then I turned and <laughs> we made direct eye contact. And I, he had like a pale face and sunken eyes and like oh he seemed like dead inside he seemed so dead inside <laughs> and then he what's, just went to what's like, the matter why is why is he not okay ryan yeah ryan said there's a documentary about him that is where yeah, he seems like a, a you know depressed and shit yeah i've seen it it's he good. doesn't have to be depressed just because he's not the weasel anymore well you, know, you don't have to be depressed the... you can find meaning in life still Find that joie de vivre. Just because you're Polly Shore, like, and you're not, or and you're not like in uh, fucking jury duty, or like Biodome anymore. Just because you're Polly you Shore, have to be you're depressed. Not, just stop being. In, just be normal and, and you're happy. not in son-in-law anymore. Go on like an under the Tuscan sun sort of thing, and and like. Oh my god! Can you imagine if Polly Shore was on under the in under the Tuscan sun or Eat, Pray, Love, and he's in Italy and he's like, <laughs> "I'm doing yoga. We, I'm the weasel," and he's just eating noodles and having fun and like, Stephen like, Baldwin's there, yeah, and he's like, "What's awesome. up, buddy?" And they like, they're just drinking wine, wearing culottes. Yeah, they look exactly like they do in Biodome. And, and then there's like two Italian guys real. with mustaches who just like, hey, we're gonna go fuck these white women, and then they just like ass rape them against a tree. <laughs> they just think that they're women. In like a All vineyard. the Italians think they're they're women when they go to Italy. Oh, baby, oh, you're so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds incredible. I would love. What's to your favorite Polly Shore movie? I would say Biodome. Is the funniest one. Yeah, I think he's a really in flow the flow flow state in that movie you know like when a master is executing flawlessly their their you know craft whatever like he's being he's so loose the person who's really funny in biodome is taylor negron who's that is that the villain no that's his like stepdad biodome Come on, he's in like two scenes. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> that guy's he's great. In Fast Times. He's a stand-up. Yeah, that's a great he's character actor. Painter. Yeah, his uh, greatest performance is in The Last Boy Scout as Milo. Nice. He's definitely a guy you want in your movie in one of these like two-scene roles. I think he died of AIDS. <laughs> I think. Uh, sorry. <laughs> William had a look on his face that is not going to translate to radio, but 
that's why I burst into laughter when he said that. That's that sucks. Let's see how many actors who, die, who died of AIDS. Ray Sharkey. Ray Sharkey, of course. Uh, Rock Hudson. Damn. The guy. They should do an in memoriam on the Oscars of just that actors that have died of AIDS. Which guy from Indiana Jones died of AIDS, Adam? Um. He's in. He's in Last Crusade. Sean Connery. It might be in all of them. <laughs> Sean Connery died of AIDS. No, not Sean Connery. Not River Phoenix. But he might have if he had gone on. If he didn't die of an OD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, it would have been the same either way. Like, who cares? You know, that's where you're saying. I, 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 he's one of the great actors. I don't think that's funny. <laughs> no, no, that was inappropriate. I'm sorry. Um, I'll give you a hint. He's an old man. Sean Connery, the guy Gimli from Lord of the Rings. No, not him. But you're getting close. It's like a character oh, like that. Oh, Den. Den. It starts with a Den. 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 My favorite website. Den. <laughs> that's the that's the pedophile. The one that was entirely run by pedophiles. It was like for preteen. Yeah, Den Homelia. Den Homelia. Died. I got it. Yeah, I think he got a blood transfusion. So that's basically get it. Saying that the first part of that. Um, damn, that sucks. R.I.P. to all of these greats. So the nice thing about Nuke and RoboCop 2 is that you're not going to get AIDS, you know? You get, like, one cassette tape <clears throat> with, like... Yeah. I gotta sneeze. <laughs> nice. You get, like, one cassette tape with, like, eight or ten little doses. On the commentary, they said those were um, contacts, contact lens fluid. Dye nice. red. Nice. Um, when you turned to sneeze, by the way, it looked like you had a you were wearing one of those uh, fucking golf hats backwards. You know what I mean? Or not the golf hat, the like newsy hat thing that guys wear. You're doing it backwards like a cool guy. Anyway, damn, dude, that's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I know, I know. Go off. Go off, King. Yeah. Uh... Oh, nuke. Um, uh, never mind. Okay, sorry. Don't go off. I'm so good at hosting a podcast. Maybe we should mic like mute your microphone for a little bit. No, have a no. little solo show. I'm being I'm punished. I'm punished. I could do a rant like Tim Dillon. I know you could do a rant. I feel like, but I keep saying, you know, like so. Like, what's the deal with Nuke? Okay, like. Kane and this gang, they they got like five Filipino women filling out drug orders, and then every single henchman of the entire organization is standing around watching. <laughs> I mean, you're you're just asking to get busted. Totally. Sure. I like. Yeah. Kane, the Asian guy, the Elvis guy, the woman. And right. the little kid are all Forgot just standing the there. Guy. They're all just watching. Yeah, they're just hanging out. Yeah, the le- head, the leader of the drug ring. Like it's a great way to get arrested, you know. Totally. Tom Noonan's great in this movie, though. This is like the first time I ever saw Tom Noonan in a movie, and like when I watched Manhunter and Heat and everything else he's in, that's like 
much better performance, better movie. Like I, sure. I go, Hey, that's Kane from Robocop too. <laughs> nice. And Anomalisa or whatever. Yes. He, uh, it was his idea to play like an old hippie, which I think is a cool idea. Yeah. That's a good Robocop has really good movie villains or like antagonists. Um, from the, the one first thing, one, the guy from that 70 show. One thing that's really good about this movie is just how utterly nihilistic it is. Like you don't see studio movies like this anymore. I mean, this is really nasty. Yeah. Kane is a nasty guy. And the way he, yeah, like totally. when they, when they kill that hilarious cop who was um, a traitor and addicted yeah. to nuke, yeah. when they cut his stomach open, which is like a great scene. Yeah. When Kane like takes Hobbs head, the little kid and like makes him watch. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I mean, this nasty stuff. That's fucking awesome. Like, I love. That's why I keep picking movies from the early '90s because they're just full of little gems like that that would get scrubbed. You're not going to see that on Disney Plus. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I feel like the most shocking or like, what are some there? What like the most. In Marvel movies, the most like shocking mo- things like that is like, what? I don't know. Like the part where Thor cuts off Thanos' head. Like suddenly. It's, like, it's only shocking because it's like early in the movie. Yeah. You're like, whoa, I thought. There's, yeah, there's These movies like are dark. so predictable. I can't believe they did something that would be a twist like that. There's nothing like twisted no. in this movie. In those well, movies. Even- the Joker is uh, more twisted than any of this shit. Dark Knight Joker, you're saying? Yeah. like For Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, man. Don't even get me started on Jared Leto's Joker. Good one, Adam. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I remember thinking that in the Dark Knight that it was annoying that the Joker... Or, like, that you didn't see... The, pen, the pencil thing was cool, I guess. Or, like... I don't know. Is that the same thing? No, not even like close. Well, what 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 is your yeah? This is a you thing. You gotta. No, I'm just saying it's more. The Joker is more twisted than any Marvel character. No, I know, but but like, is that the same? There's thing nothing like dark about pain turning the kid's head. No, it's not the same. It's like male, there's a little male, kid malevolent. Yeah, it's trying to be nasty. So I did some research on that little kid, Hob. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what his big movie was? You're not going to mm. know it because he wasn't on screen. He was the voice of Littlefoot in Land Before Time. Oh, nice. That's and cool. he was the voice of Nemo in Finding or in Nemo in Slumberland. Oh, nice. That's a good career. Yeah. Well, after Robocop 2, he didn't really act again. I feel like he should have, like, if he probably watched like Terminator 2, it was like, fuck, man. I, I should have been Edward Furlong in Terminator 2. This should have been my role. Right. All right. I got to take a break. I'll be right back. Okay. take a shit i had like explosive diarrhea and i'm not done (laughs) oh boy 
Sundays, Sundays are tough for me. <laughs> well, yeah, what happens to you on Saturday? I'm all bunged up. Oh, I hear you. I get bunged up for days and then it just all comes out Sunday. I'll be right back. You're going you're to poop again. <laughs> yeah. What a champion. Feel really sick. I thought. Yeah, I gotta go back. Not done, dude. You wanna go? You wanna go take up like ten minutes or something for fifteen? You wanna take a break? You can take a break. I'll be right back in like five minutes. Okay. No rush, dude. Uh, well, I had, sh- I had to shut the door. Where's the guy? How's it going? Because <laughs> the smell it smells bad, man. You, do you light a match after? No. What a bad boy. So, Hob, I feel like the movie gets real, really into this character and just kind of like wants to make the movie more about him than Robocop. He's no, Hob's the, the kid. cop. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, this kid. He's a weird kid for this, I feel like. It's a very... He, 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 like, he doesn't look t- like right, cool he looks, or he's tough. Like, well, he's Littlefoot. He's like a cute kid actor, you know? He's he's like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I get why, like... I don't know. I get that like being like a character in a crime comic booky sort of movie that's like a, it's like a Batman villain, like a little kid. But it's like, why is any re- adult respecting what this little kid exactly. says? None of them would. You could easily just like punch this kid in the face and he would die. Plus, they never bothered to explain like, where's his p- family? Like, is he Kane's kid? You know, why do they? Why do they have a child? Right. Because the moment you have a child in your gang, <laughs> it becomes yeah. so much more scandalous that. Like the government has to crack down on you. I was like, I assumed that maybe he was in the gang because RoboCop couldn't shoot him because that thing he had. But I think that wasn't. I think that was just like no, a, just nice a kid. coincidence. And when why can't RoboCop shoot it? Yeah, why would you let a kid in your RoboCop? Gang? You would look can like also a fucking shoot idiot a kid if you let a kid. There's in no reason gang. in the first movie that says he can't shoot a child. Hmm. Right, that's like a new directive that they give. It's just made up bullshit. I mean, the kid has a fucking gun pointed at RoboCop. <sighs> like a cop, we know f- from reality that yeah. cops will shoot children if they even think they have a gun. You know, right? Well, RoboCop is you know the best, the best of the best. It's the best cop, the possible. He's a great detective. He just seems to zero in on these drug making facilities. Like even in the first one, there's like he's just driving around and like he's just stopping gas station robberies and like he just busts down cocaine manufacturing places. He never shows a warrant. He just busts in. Yeah. Kills everybody. 
he learns where they are very easily and shit. He also, I, I liked that this movie had like a thing where it was like him using his powers beyond being like a good, sh- or like him doing the robot, a robot thing of figuring out the trajectory of the bullet he would have to sh- shoot for that guy that had was holding the baby. Well, yeah, why are there babies well, at this lab, by the way? These are like slave labor. So they have, they're women building, oh, see, the, the women like, yeah, yeah. That so happens. that's actually kind of like a cool detail that I think Sorry. is realistic. But now here's the thing with Robocop and his powers. Like, yeah, he can bounce bullets. He can uh, look through walls. But that wasn't right? the, first. the first one. He looks through a wall. He like rips a guy through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, I feel, does he ever use these powers in a later scene to like beat the bad guy? Right, right. Does he use the ther- I, he might use the thermal thing twice. I can't remember. I don't remember. In the first one, the bag robot is defeated by stair the stairs. Yeah, the first one's brilliant. So the writers in the first one are from Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And they're like big time libs. So they just made it all about like how much they hate like <coughs> I think one of them's even from Detroit. He might have said, like, I fucking hate American cars now. That's cool. They used to be good. Everything now is like overdone, a waste of money. Ed 209 is like one of those, like, he's like the F-35, like some shitty government program that it's a it's a giant government contract. It's a stupid thing and it never works. Are you talking about Robocop the Robocop program? Ed 209. A giant robot. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's he's the Robocop. giant robot in Robocop one. I okay. I'm on a first name basis with the guy. Like I know all the Robocop characters <laughs> yeah. by name, so that's like your R two D two for being a Star Wars. If you were a Star Wars nerd, yeah, man. Do you even know who it? Do you even know who R two D two is? Yeah, it's the little trash can. Is he good with robot. names? What do you mean? What's your joke? I'm like R2-D2. Like, you know it the way like Star Wars nerds know those names. Yeah, man. You're like, uh, whatever, C-3PO. Say, okay. You know what I'm saying? You fucking gay robot. <laughs> yeah. Is C-3PO gay? You know. That's the big question. Can robots be See, gay? See, I feel like C-3PO is the bottom and R2-D2 is the top. He's like the, bu- he's like the butch little yeah. bear. Yeah, totally. He doesn't speak English. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of grunts. It's like a small Indonesian man. He just pulls out one of those little poker things and just sticks it right up C-3PO's ass. And c 3 was like, oh, R2. And he's just like shocking his butthole. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> like sparks are flying out of C-3PO's eyes. That sounds great. I hope they uh, covered this in the droids uh, series coming soon to Disney+. Plus. Oh, boy. What are we going to do about that? What are you gonna do about that crazy, crazy stuff? Disney Plus Disney. Is coming soon. Marvel, WandaVision, Star Wars. Willow. What are you gonna do? It's a Willow series. I know. It would be cool if one of them was good, like randomly. Oh, I thought good. you were gonna say it'd be good right. if like someone killed Bob Iger or just assassinated a, a board <laughs> member. Um, no, I'm. I'm not saying that. I would not say that ever. I'm not saying it, but I'll tell you right now, I'm thinking it. 
and you can yeah. think whatever you want. Yeah. Oh man, you don't even know what I'm thinking about right now. I think I have an idea. Exactly. Oh, remember when they make uh, RoboCop or like speak like it's kind that was it was kind of Disney feeling when the when in that boardroom scene where they're sitting around trying to figure out how to make RoboCop more likable. Yeah, or so whatever. this was interesting. Now there is a, a theory online that RoboCop two is a satire of sequels and that it's kind of twenty two Drum Streety, I thought. Right. And because there are yeah. that focus group where um Dr. Fax she um she like a cool flirts with the the Ronald Reagan looking CEO of the company and like basically like he's like, Whoa, you could learn a thing or two from her, Johnson. He just lets her run wild. And yeah. she wants to make Robocop shittier so Boy, she can it. do her own robot program. So they have a focus group meeting and they get a bunch of libtards, the annoying kind, you know, the rich like yeah. Not the regular, Not the cool libtards who are like in Antifa and just like live in Oakland and just are poor and angry. Right, sure, sure, sure. Have tattoos. No, these are like the the annoying ones who live in Santa Monica or Palo Alto, and they're like, "Why don't we make RoboCop uh, friendly and nice? And does he always have to go to violence?" And now I'm sure this focus group actually occurred about RoboCop. Like right. I think. Because right. they were making toys, they're making merchandise, they're doing licensing. That's cool. And Frank Miller is super reactionary. He like he went full blown conservative after nine eleven. I don't know what his politics are like now, but I think he definitely is always he's always into violence solving problems. There's, you'll never read a Frank Miller comic where like there's like an alternate solution besides just killing yeah. everyone. He's not writing that. He's not writing that because he thinks that like that's the best for the story. He's just writing that because he thinks that's like good and that's what should happen. I mean, he just everybody should just get blown away. He killed Superman. He had Batman murder Superman in a comic book. Yeah, he's so fucked up. Such a dark guy. Well, he created. He, he wrote the Dark Knight. He's got. He's he got issues, man. I remember he in high school there was this kid. Dude, I saw this kid Adam. Walk, get this. Walk, he walk literally him. wears a trench coat. And like, and a fucking yeah, black yeah. fedora. This Frank Miller is the original. Yeah. It's like he's the original incel. Yeah, he wears like hot no, top for real. Shirts I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That are like gothy and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like the the original Elliot Roger. Yeah, he wears a black a black trench coat. Not a nice one either. He should be rich as hell, but he's just like fuck, man. Well, I feel like when you become a celebrity or whatever, here we go. You, <laughs> I can see them, or like he, like a lot of celebrities seem like they have a very crazy, weird style or whatever. They're just like completely what they dress how they want to be. And I could see Frank Miller being like, "I want, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a celebrity now. I'm famous. I want to be a trench coat guy, but not everybody being like, this is weird. You're not like Jaden Smith." You're Frank Miller, you know, you're like an old man. When you say crazy, weird style, you realize that means nothing, right? That's just like, <laughs> what do you mean? Those are such empty adjectives. Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, attention seeking. 
Is that what you mean? Yeah. Or like eccentric, not like, not like common style. <laughs> common style. I don't know when they wear. Yeah. I'm, fuck, not like I'm having a hard time style. thinking of examples, to be honest. No, common style. Okay. Um, they're, you know, famous people try to dress uh, idea, iconoclastically. They try to look like iconoclasts. A lot of them. But they're just like a Malibu living like celebrity. Like, I'm like grimacing <laughs> at his word choices. He said no, Malibu. Just stop. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, <laughs> like shots of people at the beach or like in like Malibu or whatever that are in like tabloid things, and it's like they're wearing weird shit. Like Shia LaBeouf. I don't know why don't know. you think celebrities. Like Jaden Smith was an actual. I don't know what example. you're talking about. Celebrities, it's not like when you go to Malibu, all you see are celebrities. You almost never see celebrities. I'm just talking about seeing that in tabloid photographs and stuff like that. That's your point. But man, what does this have to do with Frank Miller? I don't even care about the thing that I'm saying. Oh, just that he is trying to be like that, but he's not pulling it off. You failed with your description because he's not even a celebrity, he's not famous. He thinks he is, is what I'm saying. Damn, dude. <laughs> you just forget it. I don't want to talk. You know we have to wanna, release like, push this, this right? Like, we're gonna have so many. We're gonna have so many enemies <laughs> yeah. with your amazing takedowns. That's true. Everybody in Malibu. I saw Shao Penn in Malibu, and he was just wearing a T-shirt. He literally was dressed like you, but he looked so much worse. Okay. That's cool. He looked that, like human cool. garbage. He had a really big head. Yeah, yeah, you asked me that the last time I told you this story. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, he seems like a short guy who's got a big head. And that's a lot of people on TV and in movies are short. With that's what I, and, that's and that's what okay. I told but you. That's like, makes sense. The last time we talked about this. So he does have a big head and he's short? Yeah. <laughs> okay. like a wind-up toy. <laughs> you think about celebrities a lot. And you dissect um, them. I mean, I, I I love them. I love it. I love the gossip. Do you, do you read gossip? Yeah. I honestly, honestly, I feel like it's because of my wife. I see her on like ju- just Jared sometimes, and I'll see what she's, or maybe like Twitter. Like Twitter suggests celebrity yeah. shit sometimes, and you're like, maybe it's a new movie or something like that, and then it's like, you know. Fucking uh, Jonah Hill is seen out shirtless. Right. And he's got like a bunch of tattoos. That's an iconoclast. That's, an That's iconoclast. my new look, dude. I'm walking around with my bodysuit on, just unfurled on my top. And I have like a weird body from yeah. uh, years of gaining and losing hundreds of pounds. And I'm just like, whatever, man. You know, I'm in my late 30s. I just feel so good for my life now. And I just want to say for all you fat kids out there, <laughs> I know why you wear a t-shirt. Yeah, that went around. Yeah. <laughs> in the pool. In the pool. Thank you, Joe. So you saw the same yeah. thing on Twitter? They really pushed that shit. They must pay to okay. do that. I'm sure it's... Pu- yeah. It, it does feel like a thing where it's like, what the fuck is this? Why, who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, like people just don't end up in magazines randomly. You know? Yeah, it's a racket. They call the paparazzi. They walk outside. They're like, only really famous people are actually pursued by the paparazzi. Like, 
I saw Jason Statham pursued by prop paparazzi in Hollywood one time. It was like a motorcycle was chase. A, like a bunch. It was a. It was a. It was at night. He was walking down the street. I think he was wearing a trench coat. Still in the Frank Miller look. Um, but he was just followed by a like orb of flashing bulbs. It's kind of cool. It was very yeah, surreal. About to say it was kind of cool. It was well. It was cool to see like this kind of gl- statics orb around a person. It like moved with him so exactly that it was like they were the same like a entity. school of fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a weird like jellyfish sort of thing. Interesting. Like that's what a celebrity like is. Like an Adam. He's it's like the the famous person followed by the people he's who he's the proton. They're the electrons. They're circling him. Yeah. Totally. Now, where's the paparazzi for Robocop, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's no like, hey, it's Robocop. You know? Little kids don't respect him either. They're not even wowed by him. Yeah, yeah. so... The arcade scene? Isn't it a school day? See, that's kind of fucked up because... And that like hair he's, metal um, already acting stupid before he later acts dumb you know he's already acting like a dork around kids yeah well isn't that the character he's a ro- he's like too robotic so he's just like a dork if you're a cop or if you're a person it's like bedside manner he has very like robotic dumb bedside manner for a cop who's supposed to be like you know a good example so a good like that. <laughs> yeah that's I saying. mean I think they could have done a better job <laughs> sure sure um, I love a good arcade scene, though. Yeah, all the games are uh, by Data you East, know? who made the RoboCop video game. And that's what I'm talking about. They're Nice. This is the beginning of the end of the comic book movie. It's like they made RoboCop. They got a European director. They made this brilliant fucking movie. Very satirical. Comes from real life experiences. It's got like the Harvey Milk situation in the movie. RoboCop solves the problem. You're pulling things from real life. You got cocaine. The pres the the president of the company is based on Ronald Reagan. Sure. And then we get to RoboCop two, and now they're throwing in just like video game tie-ins. Fucking, you know, yeah, like that's crazy. And this is uh, I mean, it sucks, but it's a, it became a bit too big. The sequel is like more money, bigger to the detriment. Of, yeah, I know, but when it costs more money, it becomes broader and like has things like that i wasn't disagreeing com- with you product no i know i'm just it's like no 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 I'm just jumping but yeah it costs it, it costs <laughs> no, a lot more yes. money and that was a big problem for the movie honestly i'm surprised this movie even makes um, any sense because i found out in the commentary they had to shoot all the um scenes from the ending early on to do the plates so they could do the stop motion animation mm, so this oh, movie's right, being shot out of order it's being shot by there's a ton of visual effects and they can't really change anything. So, and it seemed like they were rewriting the script up until like the day of shooting. Yeah. Yeah. The middle is just pretty bad, but I don't know. I like it's, it's kind of like it delivers. It has good ideas. Robocop. Yeah. Um, And I, but, but, but he's also better. Robocop is like, looks better. And and like is a better character in this movie, I think. Even though the movie's not, not as good, he's not a better character. He's like a more defined. You mean well, like just aesthetic? Like, well, no, I mean like 
Yeah, aesthetically, and I because I think the aesthetics of him are important because that's how you grasp the chillingness, chilling reality of what it, he is. Because if it's not really sold the robot part, then it just seems like he's him still. When in reality, he should just be like the the brain in the face as like a dead skin that's put on a frame. No, you but know? um, see, like. I know what you mean about aesthetics, okay? Like, it's important to have that nice. resonate, but it's so much yeah. more important that the writing be there. And to have, and to have like, of course, of course. That's why it's frustrating. Like, because I watched Robocop right after seeing Robocop 2, and I, I wanted him to be as strongly executed as he is in Robocop 2 as a character even though the story's better. I also remember from the... Re- I, I was expecting... Because I'd seen the remake, too, of RoboCop. And I was expecting to see the scene where you see him completely disembodied. And it's, like, kind of a shocking scene in that movie. Shockingly bad. And not... I remember it's, it's being like chilled bad. by it. And, I, and that's the kind of scene I watch. I'm like, can you imagine the kind of retarded person that thinks this is cool? <laughs> There's Adam. There's Adam. No, it's cool. It is cool. It's like it is it's cool. like the kind of thing out of um, a, a wasteland of garbage where you're like, oh, there's like a scene in the movie that's finally kind of interesting, but it's fucking terrible. I mean, I well, I just wanted like the thing that RoboCop 2 has is like it has like a little bit more of that. It's got he looks better and stuff. Also, it has more of that uh, the existential like chilling question that it poses having this guy who's this like dead brain like being in the cyborg thing and like but like having his personality and still like these are quite good questions that i appreciate them exploring more in the sequel and i thought they did stuff there i was like yeah that was like something i wanted to learn about in the first movie or see in the first movie like him seeing his wife and being like i don't know you your husband's dead and like, really, it seems like she's just talking to this dead thing. Well, you know what I mean? So this is, so, I got to disagree with you entirely. So the first movie ends with him saying, I'm not like, I'm don't call me Robocop. Call me Murphy. Right. He goes, I'm Murphy. Mm. So the big failure of the second yeah, movie yeah. is that when they start off in that first scene with him and his wife and him stalking her, it's confusing because we're left with the impression at the end of RoboCop one that he is now Murphy. So he should actually mm. be more human than robot. That's how the first movie ends. That's like the arc of the first movie. Like when he wakes up, he's fully roboticized. He has his memories. He has no memory of his previous life. And then slowly through the, throughout the course of the movie, he's getting flashes of memory until he goes to his house where he, becomes like utterly overwhelmed with emotion and all the memories start flooding right. back to him. That's a good He scene. punches the TV and at the end of RoboCop yeah. one, he's like, I'm Murphy. And then so RoboCop two starts and it's, a, I, I, I call this like the Ghostbusters two sequel writing where it's like, yeah, they ended on top in the last one, but now back to the bottom again. And it's like, they're heroes. All this shit they've done, they should be rich, they should be successful. RoboCop should have 
he should be more human in this movie and he should almost have like a house and it should be like a fucked up house. Like he should have like a warehouse that he lives in. He should have like the beginnings of a new life, I think. And although that sounds corny, like he should. Yeah, it does. I mean, maybe that was just like a, cause I feel like this is better for the movie, but I get how it like makes sense from the logic. It's better for the product of the movie. What's better is see what they're doing is they're turning him into a static object. They're getting rid of when he says to his wife, like they made me to honor him Mm. and your husband's dead. Like he's, they're just like putting, they're putting the brakes on him. They're saying like Robocop is limited. He's not going to have any emotional relationships with anyone. He's not going to, his partner, Lewis, that was his friend at the end of the first movie. They're not friends anymore. They don't have any scenes together except for when they bust yeah. like a couple of things or when he acts dumb, she is there just to be like, Hey, you're acting dumb. You're act- like, you're acting weird, but like he should be yeah, pursuing yeah. relationships. He should be yeah, dealing with the trauma of his life and his past. And that's the major weakness of Robocop too is that yes, there is some cool stuff in that scene where he's like stalking the wife and he's driving by and he's making her feel uncomfortable. And those lawyer guys are like, what are you doing? You think you're going to marry her? Like that seems kind of harsh. Yeah. But that's, like, that's good. I'm sure it was just Irvin Kirshner and Peter Weller. Like we got to make this scene. Like they're just trying to make, they're just trying to have like one scene where Peter Weller gets to act. And that's like, it's like, they're just sure. trying to get something. They're trying to get something out of that scene, which I'm sure was very shitty on the page. And, um, but sure. he needs so many more beats in the story. Like after he becomes um, stupefied and uh, he becomes woke in PC and he's like saying corny yeah. things to kids and hell yeah, he then gets, uh, he electrocutes himself <laughs> And then it's like, oh, he's yeah. all back to normal. And then he disappears from the movie and basically shows up at the end with a, like a 50 caliber rifle and saves the day. And. Oh, he's not in the, a big chunk yeah, of the he, movie. I guess I forgot. Or didn't, yeah, you I, watched I, him I out of order. And you were just focusing on like, oh, man, I wish yeah. he had that purple outfit on still. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of. Oh, when yeah. When they're making Kane, the the rope, the the second yeah, Robocop. So that's how I feel about the a Robocop Robocop's too. arc in Robocop 2. Yeah. I think it, if he had, I think it'd be cool if he had like a house or like a warehouse and he had some like retarded yeah. furniture or something like he's like, all, he's like half robot, half human. He's like trying to live a life. Yeah. I think yeah. that'd be cool. Like if he's eating, like he sits on like a metal post instead of, like exactly and he eats nuts yeah he nuts has like and nuts bolts. and bolts cereal and he like and <laughs> it's like it's like it's like he lives in his he's own got r2d2 sticking his finger up his ass up. yeah he's just like he's like buying Definitely. um consumer reports magazine just shirking off or like pc building magazine he's just mm-hmm. furiously masturbating you're like damn look at the size of those gigs imagine how cool it'd be if robocop like rescued a hooker and then she's like, hey, you want yeah. me to give you something in return? <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then we see and then he, what like, that would be like. Because he can't actually make a love. That'd be good. 
he could be, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be that retarded, but it could be something. No, it does. Human, you know, there, there could be like one scene like that would be awesome of him just becoming more human of like the conflict of the humanity and the robotic. Yeah. That conflict is dropped, I guess in the, in the middle of the movie. And that's like, yeah, they like solve yeah. it. So they're just like, okay. So here's Robocop's arc in the movie. He <laughs> kills a bunch of bad guys in the first scene. Then he stalks his wife. They tell him you need to give up, give this bullshit up. She wants to move on. And then he tells her like, your husband's dead. See when he does, but when yeah. he tells her that there's like this ambiguity, like, Oh, I think he's just saying that to like, Hey, I gotta, yeah. I love this woman. I need to stop harassing her. Then he busts Kane. They trick Powerful. him. They execute him like Jesus. Yeah. You, you're, you're holding for, <laughs> for the, to let that, the power of that sink in. Let the power sink in. No. Um, Damn. Or dude. was Kane saying he's like Jesus? I forget. He's like, Jesus had days like this. Oh, I see. I see. So they, they mentioned it. There's a hilarious. Uh, it's a cool observation that you just made, dude. Hilarious yet indulgent scene where they reveal the Elvis guy has Elvis's body in his warehouse just sitting there. Like he has the. <laughs> one of those like Frank Miller details. Sure. It would be cool if this movie ended with like a vanilla ice cameo like the Ninja Turtles sequel does. I feel like it's close to doing that, but it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, remember the thank you for smoking? Thank you for not smoking? Yeah, that was an actual... I feel like I saw that. a real movie promo. They cut it out and made a promo. Yeah, it was used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably on VHS Um, too. Yeah, it was just stuff like that. Like... There's all these trailer moments in the movie. You know, There's all these little things out of context yeah. are cool, but like when you really put it together, it's like it's like every act is just Robocop just does something and then it's dropped. Yeah, it's just too stupid. Like you just can't do that kind of stuff. I get like wanting to do that for when like having a big uh in like the like a household name prop like uh fucking ip and making something that where you can like really be in like every part of a culture like the presence out there is like more than what you would just think um like toys and shit like it's crazy that they sold that there were i mean it makes sense but like do you think they would be selling toys as action like action figures for kids now i saw like robocop one and robocop two are as violent as like a saw movie yeah essentially like and you just bought like the action figure and was like, oh, pow, pow, pow. We also had a Robocop cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they would do. They'd make the Robocop cartoon. Mm, and that's then how the, they action, do the toys are for the. That's what they do. I believe the cartoon. But also in the 80s, like it was that's cool. totally normal for all the toys to have guns, the, the G.I. Joe's to have real guns. Like, yeah. Man, that was great back then. Gu- guns were ever present in like. There's a lot of gunfire in this movie. Yeah, it's definitely like such a weird thing about America. How much guns are a part of like. Well, it's by design. So the, you know, the term neocon, neoconservative, right? So like they actually became a thing in the 80s 
you know, and I think the reason why Rambo three, he's helping like the Afghanis like fight the Soviets is because like neocons are like, Hey, we'll give you money for this movie. You know, like those Israeli movie producers, you know, they're all tied up with like Israeli armed money and Israeli defense money. There's like, there was a ton of money from the military industrial complex that went into Hollywood in the eighties to actually get um, people behind these kind of conservative ideas. Yeah, totally. That's fucked up. Well, that's they they made it. It was awesome for a while. There were just fucking I machine mean, yeah. guns everywhere in movies. All movies were about machine gun fire. Sure. They kind of <laughs> Yeah. They kind of uh, blew it because it just became um became boring and then when martial arts became a big thing again in movies. Nice. With Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan the Matrix uh all right okay you know kill bill and all that shit like yeah mm. it became it was like people got like worn out by um fucking just two people standing across the street from each other firing machine guns at each other yeah how could that be how could that get old in big trouble little china there's like a funeral scene in an alleyway and there's like two gangs of Chinese armies and they're about to fight and you think they're going to do karate and they just oh, right. all pull out Uzis and just fire at each other. That's cool. You know? Yeah. Um, does it still, do you think it's still a thing? What military money in movies? Yeah. Or like, how do you think it is now? Of course it's still a thing. Like, well, like the big, the thing, well, now the thing is the changed? Chinese influence. Right. And all those action movies. Like, they got to make China look good. They got to have um, every Marvel movie, they got to go to Hong Kong, make them look good, involve some like Chinese character. I hate those parts of Marvel movies. Your buddy Jackie Chan is oh. a complete sellout to the people of Hong Kong know. and he's anti democratic and he's, in, he's into uh, fascist very upsetting. dictators. That's your hero. He just doesn't care. I think he's too detached. He's lost touch. Bruce Lee was American and Bruce Lee was better than Jackie Chan. Thank you. Why does this always happen? I just got to win every argument. It's a problem. <laughs> no, why do you always say, talk about the Bruce Lee? Because I'm like Bruce Lee. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a fucking shit talker. More of a Steven Seagal, I would say. <laughs> I hope to be one day. Um, Steven Seagal is like, he's all hooked up with like weird ex-soviet oligarchs and yeah. those like weird eastern european countries or like those countries that are like asian but not asian you know there's all these weird videos of him like at weddings and like like kazakhstan and shit. yeah like doing weird shit yeah like in um like the bad guys in uh andre rublev he's in he's hanging out with like mongolians i never saw him. oh nice that's cool he's such a weird guy I think he sold his own like, crypto coin. I think that I think it sucks about. I think he. I think he's so bad because every time he does anything, it feels like um, when you're in like a karate class and your sensei or whatever is like demonstrating something, or like he just seems like he's just like an old like guy who owns like a taekwondo studio. 
Yeah, he's an old blow. He's, like, he's a like blow out of shape hard. and shit. Like, yeah, but but he's like everything he does is like okay. This is like I'm showing you how to do that. Like, remember the scene in Above the Law, or is that what it is? Um, where he uh, gets on his knees and is like, "Come try to <laughs> disarm me," or whatever. Um, and the guy comes and does like does it, and he like takes him down. Like that's like what kung fu teacher does in a kung fu class they're like here i'm going to show you guys how to do this and then you guys are going to do this and it just feels like i don't i don't i've never sensed that in a movie before a martial arts movie before i saw that was my first steven seagal movie above the law i think it was above the law uh hard to kill it was in hard to kill and i thought it was just really bad and uh He's just so, such a why, like the way he runs and shit. Like, how is he? What's he doing? Why is he doing this? I forget. He's, he, someone saw him at like a, a competition or something. And I forget. There's yeah. some weird story about why he's in movies. It was not a normal, like, he got plucked, I believe. Like, he got recruited mm. or maybe he wanted to be in movies, but it, there's some bizarre backstory yeah. about him. Because he's not, I don't this, think he's an actor. He's not like Jean-Claude Van Damme is like doing dancing, acting, being a theater guy, like wanting yeah, to be in movies. Because you don't have to actually be an athlete to be one of these action stars. You just have to look like one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's yeah. better, but ultimately you want to at least be able to act. Maybe it was somebody like trying to make him a star, like seeing him at a tournament or something like that and trying to make him a star. Like what I just said. <laughs> yeah. maybe i mean i don't remember i don't really Basically. i'm not a big fan of him like yeah. under siege is his best movie and it's just a diehard ripoff and under siege 2 is we should do that on the pod because it's one of the funniest bad movies of all time <laughs> really damn fuck i've had it on a dvd of it for a long time but i've never never watched it. under siege 2 dark territory yeah it's like laughably bad nice um yeah i'd like to see that uh i thought it was cool when the when he killed the guy at the end and he had the guy had like his brain death on the screen right 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 so first we need to talk about how insane and stupid the idea is to make kane the the crazy drug dealer into a robot in this movie and they just like brush it off in such a, a flimsy way like the guy goes, you can, these are psychotics. The doctor is telling Dr. Fax and she goes. Yeah, Dr. Fax. She's just like, yes, so what? We got to try something new. He's like, you're crazy. And it, it, there should be a, a clever reason. Like another big issue with the screenplay is OCP needs to have a motivation better than I want to have sex. Just I'm, like I'm, being greedy. I'm being horny. So the CEO lets this woman oh. do some crazy idea, like she makes the drug dealer into the a Robocop. Like they should like I think now apparently a lot of ideas from Robocop three are from the Robocop two script that got cut. And apparently mm. Frank Miller's script was too complicated and they had to cut things, but I think the idea was mm. supposed to be that you put Kane in the in the killing machine robot robocop 2 that's the character's name which is super confusing 
the killing machine robot. His name is Robocop 2. Oh, right, right. Okay, so it's always like a who's on first. So that character, <laughs> yeah, totally. see, I think it should have been, he is he goes into the ghetto and he just kills all the people, thus emptying out the ghetto, allowing OCP to build Delta City and take over. Because that's like a big thing in Robocop 3. It's like getting out the poor people, buying up the land, oh, wow. and then you're going to build this like, that sounds like it would have been cool. downtown LA Bunker Hill style thing because mm-hmm. Bunker Hill was full of drug addicts and of course foreigners. So in the late sixties, they kicked them all out and bulldozed the entire thing. And that's now where all the skyscrapers are in downtown LA. That's where like the interstate first Wells Damn. Fargo bank of America building are the big skyscrapers in downtown. That's Bunker Hill. So if you watch like if you play LA Noir or you watch like an old 40s film noir movie, they're always going to Bunker Hill. You know, isn't Bunker Hill in 500 Days of Summer too? Yeah, that Is that the trolley thing? Well, that's Angel's Flight. That was part of Bunker Hill. If you watch the okay. M, see like there's a remake of M. It's kind of funny. Uh, like that uh Fritz okay. Lang movie. Okay. That shot in downtown LA, it's like one of the best downtown la movies from like the 50s like nice great locations they go in the brad miller bad brewery building they i believe they take angel's flight like they're all over bunker hill yeah so i think so, robocop 2 yeah. it would have been cool if he w- they're like we're gonna get this psychopath to just fucking kill everyone and he'll be unrepentant and if robocop shows up he can defend himself but like we're gonna we're gonna we're teaming up with the drug dealers. There should have been a conscious yeah. decision by OCP to be like, we're working <laughs> with the drug dealers. Instead of just carelessly getting into the situation, their motivations are so um, undefined. Yeah. Like, what did Remember she think was going to happen? Sure. But, oh, she used her sexiness to get away with it. You know, right. And then the robot, well, the stupid, wanted. like Robocop 2, unfortunately, is not into her sexiness. He wants to fucking nuke. Remember that scene where the guy, the head of OCP is in the hot tub? That part's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. What 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 do you think is the coolest part of, of him being in the hot tub? Well, I just think it's like. If you had to pick one rich, thing, what do you think is the coolest? Are you talking about his sagging man tits? <laughs> yeah, his like baloney tits? He's sitting there so awkwardly. You just are just staring at his nipples, like there's eyeballs. You're always focusing and... on guys' nipples. I literally didn't even pay any note to it was, this. It was like in the center of the frame. It was, the frame was like centered on the nipples, not his head. See, I've seen this movie so many oh. times, like dozens of times, and I'm not put off by those kind of things. I'm looking at the deeper issues, you know. I wouldn't say I was put off. You know what looked dumb to me in this time watching the movie? What? Robocop on a motorcycle looks really dumb. Mm, Yeah. Too stiff. Yeah, he looks dumb. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't think Robocop should be Um, on a motorcycle. Whoa. There, I said it. That's how you feel? A Harley Davidson. It's just like, come on. Him getting out of a, stepping out of a car is cool. So that's all trick photography because they said Robocop can't the actor can't perform that motion with the suit on. So they can't go sideways. So that's why they always like cut it to his foot and cut to, or just cut to him rising. Cool. 
I like that. Um, oh, I like how in the first RoboCop, Murphy gets killed because the female cop gets distracted by a guy's dick. <laughs> that's like why he gets killed and becomes RoboCop. No, that's why she gets knocked out. Yeah, but she can't say like save like come for him. So he and he gets like massacred or whatever, but it's because she saw like the black guy was peeing and he turned around and she like had to like look down at his dick and then he like punches her and she falls down. Overcame her. Yeah. Yeah, that's just Paul Verhoeven. You know, I'm sure if you asked him, he would be like, Yeah, that's based on a real woman I know. And um back in the <laughs> Dutch resistance, we uh I, there was a woman who was going to kill a Nazi and then he had a big hog. Yada, yada, yada. Like, <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. audio commentary Paul Verhoeven has, there's always a moment where he's just like, and when I was a child in Holland, there were bodies in the street. The Nazis were killing people. Like he's so... Jesus Christ. He has like such an insane background. That's cool. Growing up in like war torn Holland, yeah, and also then having like extremely bizarre sexual experiences as a teenager. Oh, really? How so? Give me, give me one. Well, like basic instincts, like you know the leg flashing scene. <laughs> he he had sex in a V neck sweater. That was his. I think Michael Douglas brought that like, to set himself. I- <laughs> he's worth. I don't think you tell Mike. He's like, "What's a cool shirt?" Michael Douglas. He's like, "Hey guys, I picked out the cool yeah, shirt." You can't tell him what to do. He dresses home. himself. No, but he said when he was a teenager at a party, <laughs> okay. there was this older woman who kept like crisscrossing her legs, and he kept seeing her beaver. And then he was like, mm. "Hey, lady, uh, you know, I, every time you do that, I can see your beaver." And she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm doing it." And he was like, oh, "Whoa." Nice. And then I thought that was very cool, and I put it in a movie. <laughs> that is a cool move. It's a cool story for him. His he has a movie called um, Turkish Delight. Yeah, that is just all rampant sexual oh, behavior nice. by um, Rucker Hauer. It's like oh, it's, fun. that movie is X rated, and I think it still is. I don't think that got like grandfathered the R like a lot of early X-rated movies. And mm. it was like the biggest hit in like nice. Dutch movie history. That's Everybody cool. saw it. Well, I didn't. Okay. You know, Spetters, that's X-rated too. So. Oh, really? I, yeah. I'd like to see more of his stuff. Of course I've seen those like modern ones. Total Recall. But, um, I was actually thinking when I was watching RoboCop 2, I was like, Man, Verhoeven is so good. <laughs> I just thought that, like, like at the very end, uh, too, or whatever. Or I just was like, man, I just like Verhoeven so much. And then it was like, direct, and then it just shows immediately directed by Irving Kirshner. Embarrassing yeah, story, like, oh, but yeah. thanks for sharing. No, no you see, people, here's a tip <laughs> humiliation is endearing. If you humiliate yourself, just tell everyone about it. They'll like you more. It's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm being endearing right now. No one wants to hear a good. No one saying? wants to hear a story of triumph. You know. Sure. Yeah, that was not a story of triumph when that happened to me, and when I told self-deprecating humor is uh, better. Yeah, like a Kathy cartoon, like timely reference. I don't know. I don't know. Like Dilbert. 
How much um, sleep did you get last night, big yeah. guy? I got a lot. <laughs> I actually got I got a lot of sleep. I guess I have. I think I'm a hour and a half guy in terms of having a conversation. Yeah, you're just like uncomfortable. You just want this to be over. So. Just think. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just need to focus back so up. Rubble... You just need to gra- grab my attention. Can you sit in a hot tub with your nipples showing? I'm so distracted by the nipple talk. So, yeah, I'd just be distracted by your nipples, I guess. So then, uh, yeah, what were we talking about? We're talking about the old man in the hot tub, Dr. Facts. The yeah. motivations aren't really there. <laughs> Dr. Facts. I said her name. The two X's. The two <laughs> so X's. Funny. It's very futuristic, the fax machine. Nice. That's cool. Um, so she like, she thinks she can yeah. man- manipulate Kane by giving him drugs. And boy, is she right. right. Like, hey, you go kill these guys. You come back. We'll give you the drugs. Yeah. Yeah, that works. But he's I feel like if you were like a junkie, you'd like need it. You couldn't like go do something hard. You could just he makes then, it. He could just get it. He knows how to make it. He's the creator. Oh, he's right. the inventor. That, that he's right. in a science lab. He should have just fucking ripped her head off and then immediately, you know, injected cool. it and then just started making some. Yeah. She's like, holds, holds it out and he like reaches for it. She's like, ah, ah, ah. And it's like, he has like no ref- reflexes for, for being this like crazy robot. It's so funny that it's supposed to be Tom Noonan in there because the two performances, there's nothing like, similar between the two characters. Oh, Robo Kane and Kane. We never see Kane even. Oh no, we see Kane take nuke. Never mind. But like, yeah, that part's cool. Makes him giggly and shit. He, uh, he's Kane. He's a brilliant supervillain. He should have. He has a nose ring. He just like he he becomes a fucking scrub for the police department. Right. right away. Yeah, like he becomes like a bigger addict for it than he was and he's like aggressive as a human you know he's like very violent and he was like such a passive person i mean yeah he let a little kid be like the head of his gang well the little kid's not the head of the gang he just took over once he was dead kane is the head of the gang but he was like he was like the poly in the sopranos was this like little cap he is a capo i would say those are all yeah those are all capos so i mean he let a little kid be capo Imagine if that was a Sopranos thing, what they would say. I think it's supposed to be like a Charles Manson like, type thing going on. But he, but he, the kid, little kid was very like well adjusted, seemed like, and like well dressed and like taken care of. He seemed like he was well, like, he's like an 80s kid, but the idea of like the gang is a family. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, there's some pretty me- messed up. <laughs> kids in this movie you can go take a nap yeah i do <laughs> do you take an afternoon well, nap uh no i'm i can't actually i'm not a good napper anyway i was gonna say uh i i, I saw that what your rating was after i watched it and i would give so you would give it three stars yeah i gave it three stars because I, I i would give it three and a half Wow. I think. <laughs> so I don't want to rock the boat too much. You got to keep it within half a star, Adam. I don't want to be too argumentative. <laughs> you got to keep it half a star every time. I liked it more. 
I know. Well, I you're do. really into the way Robocop st- walks. Yeah, I, 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 the half a star is for the way Robocop walks, basically. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's really good. You got to check it out, how he walks. I liked it. Yeah, so I feel like you sh- I feel like you're judging it harshly because it's like a the st- sequel to a movie you love and you think you can see that it's like kind of been fucked up. But I feel don't like it's tell me what to think. All right, I've seen this movie. <laughs> Why would you dozens of times? This is a movie I've watched. So you like it as much as Rumble in the Bronx? Rumble in the Bronx, I might have to lower my my star rating to two and a half. No, no, might have to do that right now. Please don't. You know, sometimes you kind of after uh, after you watch kidding. a movie, you're like, fuck. you know, they've been working hard. <laughs> yeah, they they gave it, it the was cool when that building fell, but really, on second thought, you see, I had RoboCop two at four stars, and then after this watch, mm, I went yes. down to three. Wow, wow, because you're to- because of like the little league scene and shit, and just less the hot tub nipples and stuff. No, because of all the things I said about Murphy not being well written. Oh, right. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I thought it was a good sequel. You know, it had sequelitis, but like, I thought it was a good. It thought it's it did a lot of what you wanted. It's do. a mess, but at least it has the violence and it mess. has the comedy. I mean, they're trying like. You could tell they're trying to make it like the first one in a lot of ways. Like I'm sure the studio is like, Hey, we got to make it bigger. We got to make it more of a spectacle, but they're at least they're trying to make something within the tone. Whereas if you see RoboCop three and then that God awful RoboCop remake, it's like the tone is all wrong. Mm. Everything is wrong. The aesthetics are like complete shit. RoboCop three. He's like friends with a little kid. Who's like a hacker. More than and he kids, gets like a jetpack. They it's do to, the stupid it's for thing. the toys and stuff. Yeah, they do the stupid thing in RoboCop 3 where oh he uh, fights samurais and also all the license plates in the cars have uh, barcodes and it's like, how... That makes no What's sense. What's the use of that? That's like like so a much cop is going to be like... Useful. You have to get uh, really close like two, to them. Yeah, like... Otherwise you have no idea. It's so half-assed. So RoboCop 1 you. and 2 are worth watching. For sure. Everything after that sucks. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. Yeah, I can tell. I have to go be a dad. No, it's all right. I had I had a diarrhea for like fifteen minutes in the middle of that. So 